Welcome back to the Broadcast Podcast. I'm Raish. And on this episode of Broadcast, I am joined today by my lovely co-hosts. We got Pranu. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we got Ruglin. What's up? Oh, damn, I love the hype. Oh, I'm coming back after so long, actually. Like, what, yeah, two, three weeks? Been, haven't been here for a while. Yeah, yeah I've been back busy, man. Both of you haven't been here for quite but a while. I've, I've not been here longer. I've yeah, been what? Right. I've been like what? Properly busy for like the past two months. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us have been busy. We literally haven't done a like yeah. an episode in a long time. But okay, so, uh, here's the thing. Weekly rewind is kind of difficult to do when all of us are busy at the same time. So for this episode as well, uh, we're not going to be having weekly rewind. So sorry if anyone like really really likes weekly weekly rewind, but for the past two episodes, including this one. Uh, we're not going to be doing that. So, we'll just move on uh, to today's topic, which I really think you guys will like because this is an episode that we've done before on the podcast. Can you guys give a guess on what it is? What? Can you guys guess what the topic of this episode is? Because we've talked about it on this podcast before. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's something to do with um scary stories or something no not no okay. no okay so this episode of broadcast right we've talked about it twice can you guys guess it now with that clue oh, damn. we've had mm, two parts two parts of this episode is it uh deep sea there you go you got it man oh, <laughs> oh. yeah we're doing too part good. three too good Holy! Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. That's the way. Uh, before we get into any part of the deep ocean, its creatures, the stuff that goes on down there, whatsoever, can you guys tell? Okay, this is just a question. Okay, like a, uh, 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 like a trivia question. Okay. Uh, can you guys tell me the temperature of water in the ocean? Oh. I think it gets colder as you go down, right? Yes. But can you guys, like, okay. Like, let's say you average all the temperature in the ocean, okay? What would that temperature be? Mm. Think, like, 11 degrees. 11 degrees? What? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll probably say around 20 to 30. 20 to 30 degrees. Yeah. Okay, okay. Not bad guesses. Like, you guys are thinking pretty cold, which is... Yeah, you guys are right. It's pretty damn cold. It's 4 uh, degrees yeah, 20 Celsius. 20 to 30 is not that... How many? It's 4 degrees. 4 degrees Celsius. And wow. when I said average the temperature across the whole, the whole ocean, what I'm basically saying is... Is the deep ocean... Yeah, because that's the main majority of the ocean. Yeah. So, okay, okay. The, I thought of the main ocean, like, we go swim in. It, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, that's literally the only Yeah, part it makes of the ocean. sense because average, because most of the ocean is just below the ground. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But do you guys know why it's four degrees Celsius? That's actually, because sunlight. it doesn't get enough sunlight, right? Uh, not really. Okay, so the reason it's 4 degrees Celsius in specific, and 
when I said average the whole temperature of the ocean, that's not really what I meant. I meant if you... Hmm, how do I put this together? So, the main majority of water, the ocean water, is actually 4 degrees Celsius. Not because it's... Uh, not because you're averaging it, but it's just that it's 4 degrees Celsius. And why is it 4 degrees Celsius? Well... It has to do with the density of water. So, water is like a really weird thing that doesn't really follow the the rules of density the same way as like other things. As others, right. Yeah. Because yeah. like you'd assume as you get colder and colder, something from a gas will turn to a liquid, from a liquid will turn to a solid, and it becomes more and more dense, right? Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, water is a specific case which does not follow this. As you get colder and colder, your your gas becomes denser and it becomes water. But then when it's going to solid, it actually becomes less dense. And that's why ice floats on water. I mean, you guys know that. Like You guys took physics and chemistry and stuff, so yeah. you guys know that. But for those yeah. of you who didn't know, that's why your ice floats on water. But why 4 degrees Celsius? Well, 4 degrees Celsius is actually the highest uh, density that you can get with water just by fluctuating the temperature. 4 degrees Celsius. And so 4 degrees Celsius sounds more like, more like a control to me than like a... Does that make sense? To I, you? Don't, I don't know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. By control. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I think you're saying that four four degrees is thinking there's a constant temperature. It's is a, that what you say? Yeah, it's basically a constant temperature throughout the ocean. Right. I mean, I obviously, think it's, it's, yeah. obviously, you know, it's weird that you say that, right? Because like recently, I was because I I'm doing engineering and we take this uh, module called thermal fluids. Oh, and yeah, in that, yeah. we learn about the um, stratosphere, troposphere and stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, that day was uh, when I was doing it for my exam and I was studying about it. There was this space like between stratosphere and troposphere where the uh, temperature is basically constant. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't change at all. Like, certain distance. Yeah. And I mm. think there was, a, there was some kind of, like, uh, thought experiment kind of thing where there will always be two points on Earth where the, uh, what do you call it, the temperature and pressure are exactly the same. Two completely opposite points on Earth where the temperature and pressure are exactly the same. Uh, so, like, if you're in Australia, like, around the globe, somewhere the same? Yeah, exactly the same. Um. So going back to the water at four degrees Celsius thing, right? Let's say you're somewhere in the in the deep ocean, okay? Like it doesn't have to be the deep ocean; it just has to be part of the ocean, which is four degrees Celsius. Let's say suddenly there's a localized temperature shift and it becomes uh five degrees Celsius. Let's say, okay. So that mm-hmm. part of water becomes less dense, okay, and it floats okay. up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's normal. It floats up, okay, but right. now. Let's say you have a localized temperature shift and it becomes 3 degrees Celsius. So for a normal fluid, it would become more dense. But for water, it doesn't. It becomes less dense and starts floating up. So 
the overall temperature of water in the region stays at four degrees Celsius because temperature in like in the that area is kept by the density of water. If you guys understand what I'm saying. Mm, so your density affects what temperature is there. So, so okay. Moving out of that, right? But the thing is, right, if okay. you go deeper, the, the density will also increase. If yeah, I'm the, not mistaken. The density increases, but the temperature will still stay pretty much the same. The temperature of the water will stay pretty much the same. But, okay, let's How say... How does that work, right? Okay, so I'm assuming you're thinking, like, as you get lower, it gets colder, right? So, mm-hmm. what actually ends up happening is the water itself is 4 degrees Celsius, okay? But because the density of the water is higher, it, it's normal. It feels okay? colder. It feels colder because heat okay, is able sense. to escape from your body faster. So, it's 4 degrees Celsius, but it feels like it's, like, negative whatever degree Celsius. Okay, so moving out of that, right? There's that's that's uh, that actually makes a lot of sense because even like like when you're on the atmosphere right right now, mm-hmm. like on my phone, you can go to the weather app and check that it says there's like twenty degrees, but down right down there, there's a tab that says it feels like it's eighteen right. degrees or feels like twenty two degrees or something like that. Yeah, huh? it feels like my mom is yeah yeah yeah. Use that I always see that it's like. Different. There's always a tab for the actual temperature and the, another tab for the what it actually feels like. Wow, I didn't know that. Wait, let me actually look through... Because I, I, I never go onto the weather app in my phone. I think Malaysia's one shouldn't be that different because oh, it's always yeah. hot. But over here... 33 degrees is, Celsius right? or 25 degrees Celsius feels like 33 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Okay. See, Malaysia's one is not that different. Let me let, look at UK's one right now. So it's 23. What does it feel like? Feels like 22. It's 23 degrees Celsius, but it feels like 22 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah. uh, That makes complete sense. It's 72, 72 Fahrenheit, and it's 72 Fahrenheit as well for you. Bro, nobody cares about Fahrenheit, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Moving out of this um, density thing, but kind of staying in with it, have you ever heard of a lake under the ocean? Yeah, I've always heard of it. What is that? Okay, so a lake under the ocean is... It's actually a super like uh, weird thing to think about because like, you have water... That is in like an, a, a pool of water in water, <laughs> which at first doesn't make too much sense. But if you look up a picture of something called a salinity lake, uh, I believe it's spelled S-A-L-I-N-I-T-Y lake, then you'll, you, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's a lake under the water. So what are these things? These things are... L- by what their names say, they're called salinity lakes because what that lake is made of is water. Brine pool. Brine pool. Yeah, they're also called brine pools. Oh my god, wow. That's a much easier name than salinity lake. (laughs) Okay. So, Mm -hmm. these brine pools, right? 
what they are is they are localized areas of much, and I mean much higher salt content. So the density of this water is much higher. And because of that, it's able to settle down into these crevices and form lakes under the water. So it looks like solid, but when you try to step on it, just it's a hole. Yeah, it kind of looks like a cloud, if I'm not wrong. And okay, makes sense. But what's creepy about it is nothing can live in that. Because it's so salty, anything that tries to live in that will just dry out and die. Even though it's underwater, it'll dry out and die. Um, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, that's... crazy, man. Okay, so let's get into the meat of today's episode, okay? What we've all been waiting for, the creatures, okay? Right. So, there are loads, and I think we already know this because we've been talking about the deep ocean for previous episodes as well, but there are loads of creatures down in the deep. So much so that, like, so much creatures that there are so many possible unidentified creatures that we have no idea what they look like, no idea what their biology is like. Some creatures we can't even bring to the surface because they'll just instantly die, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some that we know. Okay? Wait, what would they die if you bring them to the surface? Like, can you give an example of one and then how it might I mean, die? We've we've talked about this on the previous yes. episodes. So one of the keystone examples for a creature like this, right, is the blobfish. I think everyone mm-hmm. knows what the blobfish yep. is. We've talked about it right. on the podcast before. If you want, you can go back and listen to it, so on and so forth. But the blobfish looks like your average fish from the ocean. No, it little... doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. Well, it doesn't, but it <laughs> does look like your average fish from... Uh, the like, deep ocean. No, no, no. From whatever area you swim in, only when it's in the deep ocean. Once it's removed mm. from the deep ocean, then it looks mm-hmm. like it looks a like sack that. of fat that's yeah. just laying on that's, the table. That's because of the pricey difference and it's being brought up like in such a speed, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. But not just that. Its body is built for that kind of uh, environment. So all its lungs yeah. and everything, it's overcompensated. It's just, so yeah, it's different. basically when it's a sudden shift of pressure, right? And it just explodes everything inside. Yeah, exactly. And also, okay. it's it's. Have uh, you actually, uh, Pranu? Have you actually seen how the fish looks like, like in proper in, in its uh, natural, no, actual environment? I, I it looks normal. Just look at it. Yeah, it looks. It really... looks like a normal fish. It actually kind of looks mm. cute too. Not cute, but it looks no like a normal fish, like any other fish. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that that's one oh, of the examples of that a look, creature. That looks okay. It doesn't look like that bad, but it's yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. example would be the goblin shark, which uh, mm. I believe we talked about on this episode, uh, on this uh, podcast before as well, uh, but. The goblin fa- shark literally looks like a normal shark. Just the fact that it has a, a jaw that can come out. It looks like a normal shark any other way. But once removed from its natural environment, 
then mm-hmm. all of its structures start to like wilt away kind of it doesn't it's not suited for our environment it's suited for its low environment and all its overcompensated organs can't really deal with our undercompensated environment so it dies okay so yeah. moving on to some of the creatures that were going rest to in pieces rest rest in pieces yeah okay so moving on to some of the creatures uh that we're going to talk about have you guys do you guys know what a chimera is no chimera how do you spell that uh c h i m e r a but if you look up the definition of a chimera it just means uh what does it mean it means like the the fusion of more than one creature okay yeah don't look up deep sea chimera just yet okay unless you already did then uh, there's no point in me stopping you but mm-hmm. no, i didn't yeah uh if you look up a chimera i believe if i'm not wrong it's a japanese word for uh something like fusion creature or something which is a mixture of more than one creature type okay so in mythology a chimera was a lion with a snake's tail eagle's wings and a goat's neck coming out of its back or something like that some kind of uh, creepy creature like, like some that. kind of lion and stuff yeah, yeah it's like a griffin but like ugly okay and in the real world a chimera or a deep sea chimera is a family i mean is a creature in the family of sharks so it is a shark like creature which for some reason i'm not sure why but for some reason it looks like frankenstein where it's stitched together in certain places and just looks like more than one creature was stitched and fused into one okay you guys can search up chimera uh, deep sea chimera now but mm. you guys know exactly what i mean why is it why is this deep like why is it stitched like that it's not oh like, yeah it does right okay so it looks there's... like maybe is it like it's veins or something just popping to the skin it's like translucent skin like that i'm not sure it could be just uh it could just be a side effect of evolution like something that doesn't really affect the creature but just made it look that way mm that's crazy yeah so the deep sea chimera literally looks like it was stitched together damn and moving on to the next creature in our list okay we have the walker okay or the walking fish okay So this fish is walking. That's it. Done. <laughs> But no, really though. My words like 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 It looks like or... it's walking underwater. It looks it literally looks like it's walking underwater. So what it does But is it floats. It walks on sand. Yeah, it walks on sand. So what it does is it has these really long fins. But And people, it, some people call it the mudfish, also, right? This the mudfish. Yeah, it literally lives in mud. If I'm not mistaken, or is it a different fish? <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a video game called The Walking Fish. Yeah, mudfish. It literally lives in like 
uh, wet mud, it can breathe through it. Hmm. Um. Let me look. Okay, so the walking fish, uh, tripod fish, that's what it's called. That's what it's really called. Okay, so the tripod fish, what it does is it has these really long fins and it's basically touching the ground and it just moves very slowly through the water. That's it. And there's no real reason for this adaptation. It's just that like it's just it just goes to show you stuff in the deep ocean doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make you fear something. I don't think this fish is from a deep ocean, is it? Oh, uh, I think okay. Search up tripod fish. I think that will give you the right uh, thing. Yeah, this uh, is from okay. the deep ocean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. I see that. Oh, Jesus Christ! This is like Slenderman fishes, dude. <laughs> it's like a Slenderman, dude. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. So, point proven. Things don't have to make sense in the deep ocean. It just has to make you fear something. <laughs> and it's it's not like, uh, if I'm not wrong, it's not like these things are useless. They have a they have a purpose. But it's like a purpose that is so out there that it doesn't make sense. So it's probably something to do like if anything swims between those legs and like touches it or something, it can go down and like grab it. But like that's such a that's such a leap to a conclusion. Maybe they've seen it. I don't know. Mm. Okay, so next, right? Uh, we've talked about the gulper eel on this ep- uh, this podcast before. I always try to say this episode, but we haven't talked about it on this episode. We've talked about it on a different episode on this podcast. But we've talked about the gulper eel before. And what it is, is a, it's an eel that can expand its mouth and, like, consume prey whole. Okay? Like, cons- prey that's, like, way bigger than them. Sorry, the, excuse me, that was <laughs> that was a verb. Okay, so they can expand their mouth and gobble in prey whole. Okay, so that's what the gulp eel is. And that might be scary, but mm-hmm. what's scarier is a fish that can't fit its teeth in its own mouth. Okay. So this fish, okay... It looks like, I don't know, it kind of looks like a sardine, okay? But its mouth is built in such a way that its bottom two, its bottom teeth don't fit in its mouth. So its, its jaw kind of overlaps and the teeth are stuck outside. The name of this fish is the viper fish, if I'm not wrong. Let me actually search it up. Okay, yeah, viper fish. And the teeth are also transparent, which there's no reason for it to be transparent, but there's also no reason for it to be the, any color. Oh, yeah, the mouth is, like, always open. The yeah. teeth looks like it's glass. Exactly, exactly. But uh, this thing... What's the name of the fish again? Viper fish. So this thing might look like absolutely nightmare fuel, 
But the thing is, it's only like a few inches long. So, absolutely horrifying if you're microscopic. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Okay, so, next, okay? So, the deep ocean, it's full of caves and caverns and chasms and hydrothermal vents and all that. And hydrothermal vents, actually, are one of the hot spots, literally, uh, for life. Because in the deep ocean, not a lot of things like to live out in the, the wastelands, let's call it. There's literally nothing there besides like a few fish swimming here and there. And things rather stay around hot areas because that's where, uh, that's where quote-unquote plants live. They're not plants, they're actually animals, but like let's call them plants because there's no better term. So that's where plants live, and that's where things that eat plants live, and that's where you can get your food, so on and so forth. And it's warmer there, so you don't really need to uh, supply your own body with heat too much, so on and so forth. So hydrothermal vents are really, really active areas and i mean that in the craziest way because in a previous episode we've talked about the yeti crab <laughs> and gotta be one oh, of charvin's favorite, favorite thing <laughs> okay so other than the yeti crab we also talked about uh isopods we talked about uh was it eyeless shrimp yeah eyeless shrimp or uh what do you call it colorless shrimp transparent shrimp so on there's a lot of these creatures but there's also creatures like tube worms which are relatively normal but these tube yeah. worms grow up they just look be... like plants don't they they look like plants they look exactly like plants but they're not they're actually animals and they have a symbiosis uh i'll try and explain symbiosis in a different episode uh the the parasite episodes that's coming out but they live in a symbiosis with bacteria that live inside of them that prov- that uh-huh. are able to do chemosynthesis and provide the the plant i'm putting plant in quotation marks here but plant in, with food for survival and i remember talking about symbiosis with the octopus thing and the light if i remember the bacteria that's super cool oh, yeah, yeah 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 i remember that i remember that that was uh, deep secret. Sea creatures are so cool, dude. Sea creatures are super, super cool. That's why marine biology is like a really interesting thing. And actually, right. like, why, why you're doing something in biology right, right now in uni? Yeah. Why didn't you choose marine biology? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's just that I like to experiment and stuff like that discovery is also an amazing thing like discovering things that are new to this world itself that like you didn't expect like like creatures in the deep ocean that you wouldn't even believe existed if you didn't have a photograph or something like that like Mm. discovery is amazing it's just that experimentation is also amazing and I couldn't like choose between one or the other marine biology was really like one of my like go to same thing with uh, paleontology or whatever paleontology mm. paleontology is the study of weather right? 
no, that's uh, meteorology, uh. not paleontology. The study of the weather is What's meteorology. Paleo? Paleontology is the study of prehistoric creatures. So, oh, okay. dinosaurs. Uh, I remember Ross animals. from Friends. He was a paleontologist? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't you watch all, all of... I didn't watch all of uh, Friends. I watched some, not all. So, mm. okay. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, discovery and uh, exploration is really, like, one of my... One of the things that gets me, like, really going. Because it's fun. And it's, like, interesting as well. So, those kind of things mm-hmm. were really, like, one of my options. But I just had to go with something that made sense at the time, which is... uh medical bioscience so i'm it's not that i'm not happy with it i'm happy with it it's just that if i could skip it and just like go straight to the end result yeah right i would <laughs> <laughs> but okay getting back to the episode right we're talking about <clears throat> we're talking about tube worms right these tube worms and the symbiosis that they have with the bacteria in them so that they can get shelter and the tube worms themselves can get food other than that there are these and how i was saying that some creatures don't like staying out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the ocean right there are some creatures that do that uh like for their entire being i think these things are called like comb uh comb something comb I'm missing the word right now, but they literally look like a comb standing out of the uh, the the sea floor, and as water mm. currents like push stuff in, they feed off of the plankton. They are filter feeders, just like how a whale is a filter feeder, or a a, a whale shark is a filter feeder, basking shark is a filter feeder. They they filter water through their 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 self basically. And whatever plankton or debris or whatever gets caught, they'll consume that. And it's interesting to think of the depth of the ocean. We always come back to this. The ocean is deep, right? But could it be deeper? I mean, the the deepest... Have you watched the movie, um, uh, Michael Adon? Yeah, the Meg, yeah. The Meg. Even in that movie, right? Actually, what is the deepest point known to mankind right now? Right now? It's the Mariana Trench. It's the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Yeah, in that movie, they say the Mariana Trench is not the deepest part. What is basically a layer of some kind of gas. Yeah. Then, yeah, then they go past beyond that. So, I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's So Maybe. here's, Here's a new... Here's a relatively new finding, okay? That is going to, like... <laughs> it's going to chill your bones a little bit, okay? So... Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what permafrost is? No. Okay, so... Like, some... I'm, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's some kind of, like, ice layer. Kind that's of... That's, like, all that's frozen or something. You're You're basically there, okay? So permafrost, okay, it's in the name. It's yeah, permanent. That's what I. That's what I'm guessing from. Yeah, it's literally like direct translate the name, and it's permanently <laughs> frozen. Okay. Right. 
So what it means is, well, it's permanently frozen. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but, Thanks, Jason. <laughs> but what it really means, okay, is it's a layer of ice, rock, and dirt that has been frozen because water has seeped in and has cooled down to a point where temperature isn't really able to leave. But, like, I mean, temperature isn't really able to leave is not a good way of saying it. Temperature isn't really able to enter because it's so thick, okay? I see. So that's why it's... Hot, per- hot air, like hot particles. Yeah, it, it's, it's hot. Energy isn't allowed to yeah. transfer. Hot air or hot uh, fluids, it's really difficult for it to enter and heat up the, the, the frost or the dirt or the stone or whatever that's within. And that's why it's permanently frozen. Well, permanent is relative, okay? Because uh-huh. over the time that humans have been on Earth, uh, permafrost, which was supposed to be permanently frozen, has been slowly thawing, okay? And uh-huh. because of that, uh, we've been able to find certain things or certain things have been able to come out and uh, we've noticed that, okay? So there are areas uh, being researched on, like permafrost caves being researched on by uh, groups of investigators. They're not, tr- they're not intentionally trying to thaw it out. They're trying to research how the permafrost melts, basically, okay? No, but with, I imagine... Like it's also because of the creatures. Right? There's gonna be so many things that are in that thing that will like, oh. just down. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop any creatures from coming in. So they block it off with like a huge thing. So this was originally a, I mean the one that I'm talking about at least is originally a U.S. military owned uh permafrost cave. Okay. So what they wanted mm, to do. Okay. What they wanted to do is they wanted to stow away their equipment like nuclear material, uh, soldiers, stuff like that in this permafrost cave so that uh, it would it would last longer, stuff like that. Okay, I, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what they wanted to do, but they couldn't. Okay, so what they did was they handed it over to researchers so that they can research the permafrost because um. what the peop- what the military found in there was actually perfectly and i mean this literally okay perfectly preserved fossils of uh ice age creatures perfectly holy shit so Mm. you would obviously these are dead creatures and you can't have a completely living creature living in permafrost that doesn't that Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that okay because permafrost takes time to build itself and trap a creature in there. So the creature would have died a long time before. So what ends up happening is, do you guys know how, uh, I mean, not how, but like, do you guys know what the dinosaur fossils in a museum actually are? What do you mean, actually? Bones. Sorry? It's, it's bones, right? It's not actually bones. Like, people might think that it's bones, but it's not. It's actually... Okay, so over time, right, one of the things that happens... Is it like the mold of the bones? Not really. 
So over time, what happens is the bones decay, okay? Because nothing is eternal when it comes to biology, not even uh, bones, which are one of the Mm -hmm. hardest things, okay? Not even bones are eternal. So what ends up happening is minerals and stuff start to seep in and fill up the area left behind by the bones, and mm-hmm. stuff that was left behind, like carbon-14 and stuff like that, that's able to be dated. If I'm not wrong, because this is, like, I remember this from something I saw on YouTube or whatever. You can't completely trust whatever's on YouTube. But this was, I believe this was from TED-Ed. I can't remember. But I believe it's from TED-Ed. Okay? So, the minerals will seep in and f- uh, fill up any vacancies in spaces in left behind by the bones, and you get a mm-hmm. mineral cast of the bone. So stuff that they put in the museum stuff, they are plaster casts of the mineral casts. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm. So what ends up happening here with the Ice Age creatures is the exact same thing. So Ice Age creatures, if they die regularly, like, I mean, like they die in a normal way where they're not dying in permafrost, the same thing will happen. Minerals will leak into the bones, the the cast left behind by the bones, and you get mineral cast bones, okay? But what happens in the permafrost is these bones are permanently frozen, and when they're retrieved, you get the bone itself and not a mineral cast and that mm. i find that really cool but don't didn't you it doesn't it defeat the fact that you just say biology is not eternal everything decays yeah but it's the thing here's the thing okay permafrost is thawing and that's a fact okay because the researchers doing this permafrost research in this permafrost cave, they found out that the permafrost layers are uh, melting or thawing away, okay? And uh-huh. over time, more and more will thaw because, uh, sadly, it's the effect of global warming that's mm-hmm. causing the planet to heat up and permafrost thaw faster, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. okay? And these bones and stuff are being uncovered on their own, not because of us, not because of anything like that. So these bones will inevitably decay and have the same effect as uh, your regular mammoth bone or your regular saber-toothed tiger tusk, uh, uh, tooth, so on and so forth. It will have the same effect. Fu- so when, and when they're found in this permafrost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are they like actually only bones, or like the whole animal is the? Uh, they are only bones because if you if okay. you think about it like this, okay, let's say a, a a woolly mammoth, okay, drowns in a lake, okay, and then over time its body decomposes, and the currents in the lake will possibly push the bones into different areas and the tusk into a different spot, and then it freezes over. So mm. you don't find the task the same place where the foot was, or the, you don't find the skull the same place where the, the, the hips were, so on and so forth. But, okay, why, why am I talking about permafrost? Why am I talking about ancient fossils and the, the, the peculiar nature of permafrost, pre- perfectly preserving fossils and so on? Uh, 
Well, permafrost is also found in the ocean. In the deepest parts of the ocean, permafrost layers have been found. And what actually ended up happening was there was a permafrost layer that broke and uh, it thawed in certain places and caused it to break. Okay, And that created a opening which uh how do i put this created a space where you could fit a three-story building into this is like a three-story building could fit into that area left behind by Mm. the permafrost and that is just one of the possibilities of permafrost breaking okay if the average temperatures of the ocean started to rise or the the hydrothermal vents and whatever start to uh, cause more heat to be put into the water or whatnot in localized areas, more permafrost could start to break and stuff like that and more openings could happen. And who knows, maybe there's an area directly under one of those permafrost areas that is a much bigger cave system. I mean, there are uh, there are lakes, okay? There are lakes meant for diving, which have cave systems within them, and there are there are what do you call it? Uh, report, not reports. Uh, what do you call it? Like cases, kind of. I don't really have a better word, but cases of people going diving in these in these uh, caves just for fun, they had the, all the right equipment and stuff, but they can't find their way back out because it's so twisted and convoluted and they end up dying in there. Like, other people... Were able... Sorry? It has happened before. <laughs> <Ikea. laughs> yeah, basically Ikea. Or Ikea, however you want to say it. Mm. So yeah, there are some of these diving caves which are so convoluted that some people are able to come out, but the people that don't come out, they end up dying in those caves. And this has happened in some areas so frequently that there are literally signs, signs put in the caves, in the water, okay, that have a grim reaper on it and text saying, go no further. If you uh, value your life, yeah. like that, that blows my mind. Okay, that the these areas, okay, haven't been fully explored because trying to explore it could kill you. Okay, but not only that, but the possibility that these permafrost cave openings can cause, uh like a new case system to be uncovered and maybe there's a, a, a creature within there that's been living for thousands of thousands of years just hidden in the darkness not knowing what's outside. You know, that that's scary to think about. And thinking about like the stuff that we talked about in the episode, the creatures don't even have to make sense. You know, they just have to be scary, right? What could be in that cave, man? Who knows, man? You only can know. That's like asking what's inside a black hole. You're right, man. 
You literally can't know. Until you go inside. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only maybe, like... Maybe it's a wor- No, maybe it's a wormhole to another black hole. Holy. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? So, okay. So, another thing that came up from this permafrost thing, right, was... I think uh, this was something like really viral that when hap- went on. It was uh, scientists discovered a what like thirty thousand year old uh, virus that's a zombie virus, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Yeah, have you guys heard of that? No. No, I thought it went like really. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever. Wait, was... Say it again. Say it again. Uh, scientists uncover a zombie virus that has been brought back to life uh, dating 30,000. No, something like that. Okay, that, that was the headline of the article or whatever. But people were going crazy, okay? So what actually ended up happening is... Uh, what was the name of the virus again? Or bacteria? I can't remember the name of the bacteria. But, okay. So what it was, was a... A reindeer, okay, a reindeer's corpse was frozen in permafrost, okay, and with it was a bacteria or virus, I can't remember which one it was, uh, that infected that reindeer before it died, okay, and then it was encapsulated oh, in permafrost. Yeah, I think I, I thought I heard of it, yeah. Yeah. It's basically the bacteria was controlling his brain or something, right, something like that. Something like that, okay, so, uh... As the permafrost thawed out, uh, people just so happened to be nearby that reindeer when it died, uh, when it was uncovered by the permafrost, and then uh, they got infected and uh, like a whole, what was it? It was like, it's not rabies. It wasn't rabies. It was uh, goddamn. I know, I know the name of this virus, hundred percent. Okay, so whatever. So they just so happened to be near it, and they actually got infected by it. And uh, luckily, the thing was neutralized before it could spread even more. And yeah, it just goes to show how like crazy things can be when they're cryogenically preserved like that. It's like a rainer that was dead thousands of years ago just got thawed, and the bacteria that was on it uh, just infected some people. The reindeer was dead. But the bacteria was still alive. Like, what the heck? Um, basically a zombie. Yeah, so that's why they, that's why the headline called it zombie bacteria, zombie virus. Not because it could, like, create zombie stuff. I mean, we talk about that in a different episode. If you want to listen to that, you can go to the previous episode. We talk a lot into detail about that. But that's not the reason why they call it uh, zombie virus. And, yeah. I mean, if you guys have anything that you want to talk about, about the deep ocean, like what you guys think about it, what what scares you, so on and so forth. Here's the thing, uh, uh, Richmond. Mm-hmm. If you had the chance, right? Mm-hmm. Can you die? C- can can you I? Die? Can, can I die? By yeah. what? Have you... No, dive, dive. Like, oh, have can you I dive? Uh, yes, with a yeah. VE, yes. I, I I, believe I can dive. I can swim, 100%. Have you done it before, though? No, I haven't. Not with a, not with an oxygen tank or not. Have you actually uh, at least been snorkeling? I've been snorkeling, yes. Oh, damn. I wanted to go snorkeling, but 
Ringo yet. Uh, I think the, the, the... If you had the chance, right? Uh-huh. If you're like well trained enough to dive, at least not to the like deepest part, to, uh, specific parts of the ocean, would you go? To specific parts of the ocean? Probably. It's going to be dangerous. Obviously, it's going to be dangerous. Actually, but would you go? Actually, no. I am absolutely horrified about the ocean. Like, if if you're I'm talking also about... scared, but don't you don't you want to know what happens down there? Like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. But like, okay, so here's the thing. Okay, if you're talking about like the beach and you're going snorkeling, that's a completely different thing from going in the middle of the ocean and just looking down. Yeah, true. If you okay, if you okay. know what I'm talking about, like when you're in when you're at the beach and you look under the water, okay. Most of the time, it's kind of murky, and you can see, like, a few fish here and there, or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. If you're in the middle of the ocean, okay, and you just... You're, you're, you're at the surface of the water, okay, and you just look down, okay, that... Dude, I feel like my heart's about to stop right now, man. Just talking about it. It's Okay, maybe scary. not dive, but would you, would you get in a submarine... If okay, and go down there. Yeah. Even then, the dangers, like the risks, are quite high. But at least there's a layer of protection for you. There's you a <laughs> there's a layer of protection. Yeah, yeah. If he was in a submarine, yeah, probably. I just want to see what's down there, man. Like the mesmerizing creatures, the creepy creatures, the the cute creatures. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I mm-hmm. definitely would. But yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't do it without like a submarine. <laughs> Way too scary. Yeah, true. That's actually kind of scary. Yeah. But people actually do it, you know, like yeah, crazy yeah. people. Crazy people. You know, recently, um, I think a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. a group of uh, white tourists, like Western tourists, okay, they were diving off the coast of Johor in like some kind of small island. Uh-huh. Apparently, one of the kids, right, he got lost in the currents down and after a few weeks, they... Like, the whole family got lost, and they found the family after two weeks. Like, what? There were three people who went, and only they found two people. Uh, apparently, the dad said that the kid died underwater. Wait, okay, so let me get this clear, okay? The currents brought them down into the water, and they got lost. Yeah. Dude, that's spooky. They were basically brought to a, diff- they were basically brought to a different place, like, totally... What the heck, man? Yeah, definitely not diving in the, the middle of the ocean anytime soon. <laughs> like, But we should go snorkeling. I want to go snorkeling. Yeah, snorkeling is pretty... I think the, 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 the first time we went snorkeling... No, you can go diving, but not like, you know, deep, deep. Yeah, I'm. I'm. When I think of diving, mostly what I think about is just like at a cor- at the edge of a coral reef. You're just like swimming there, you're looking at the creatures and stuff like that. Not like trying to go as deep as possible. Cause I I don't know if you guys know this, but have you have have you ever heard of the bends? No. Okay, so the bends, right? It's it's a diving term. So what it is? Oh my god! Sorry, that was a burp. Uh, what it is, is it's basically, uh, what do you call it? Nitrogen poisoning, okay? So, Mm. when you're in the deeper parts of the ocean, okay, and you start moving up, because, uh, like, let's say your, your oxygen tank or whatever is starting to deplete, and you, you just realize that you have to get up, or else you will run out of oxygen, whatever, okay? Uh, you start swimming up, okay? 
if you swim up too fast, okay, nitrogen bubbles. It'll explode. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine that. <laughs> swim, swim. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what would end up happening is nitrogen bubbles, okay, will form inside your brain. Yeah. So you, as you're swimming up, right, uh, your nitrogen from your bloodstream will start to uh, expand because the pressure and stuff like that. And in your brain, they would have the most effect and you'll basically get a concussion while you're swimming up. So what uh, what they did, I mean, not what they did, what I mean is like they actually created a movie where it was like a it, it was like one of those scary shark movie kind of things where this girl uh was stuck in a shark cage and she had to try and swim up as fast as she could and she just she knew about the bends okay she just had to uh kind of uh uh stop and go kind of way so like she'll go up a little bit and she'll stop she'll go up a little bit and she'll stop uh just to try and avoid the bends okay but apparently uh, what ended up happening was in a twist. Okay, this movie like like completely twisted you and like made you go like, "What? No way!" It was she imagined the whole thing. She imagined that she was almost at the surface. She imagined that she near missed a shark because she mm-hmm. actually was dying nitrogen. of lack of not yeah. nitrogen poisoning she had a lack of oxygen she was basically hallucinating hallucinating the, the whole thing exactly whole twist and it was like the movie kind of put you in that way like oh my god she's gonna make it yes 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 all of a sudden what the heck you know that kind of feeling but yeah the bends is crazy you can die from nitrogen bubbles in your brain if if you didn't get the concussion, if you did get the concussion, but you pass, like you you just regularly passed out, that's fine because you can just float back to the surface slowly. Okay, the nitrogen bubbles will subside. You you would get some brain damage, but that's okay. But you can literally die from nitrogen bubbles forming in your head if you if you swim up too fast. And that's not to mention. Ooh, yeah, that's not to mention your oxygen tank is limited and you can't go as deep as you want with an oxygen tank because pressure and the fact that your oxygen tank is limited. So it's really scary to think about the the the, the zoned offness <laughs> zone offness of the deep ocean. How it's like a barrier that you have to cross only with machine. So yeah. As usual, the deep ocean, creepy, spooky, scary, yeah. mysterious. Makes you me all should go in a submarine, man. <laughs> see what the fuck is happening down there. Like... I remember there was a um, there was a guy. Okay, there was a there was a story of a guy who created his own submarine, and he tried to go mm. deep, but uh, at some point, like pressure started to. Like, water started to enter his sub and he had to get out. But then uh, he realized that he can use the submarine for other things. And then he started doing... Uh, he started calling in people, like, calling in 
uh, girls and stuff like that. And that submarine became like a kill house. Kill house, duh. He basically killed people underwater. Yeah, he would go underwater. Why? Like, no one would know that they were going underwater. And then once they were at this certain level, they're dead. He'll just kill them. Yeah. And then, I, if I'm not, I, I can't remember the full story, but I think he just left, like, uh, threw the body out in the water. He's a serial killer. He's a serial killer. And he's uh, the Why serial... Why the fuck would he do that? I don't know, man. People are people are scary. Like, I've always said this uh, for anything about a zombie apocalypse. The scariest thing about a zombie apocalypse is not the zombies. It's the people. <laughs> yeah. Because zombies, you can predict. They're going to try and bite you. They're going to try and kill you. You can't predict whether a person is trying to be, uh, trying to play devil's advocate or trying to be pity or trying to do anything just to try and backstab. You can't predict that. You know, it's scary. People are scarier than zombies. Do you, can you imagine trying to say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, as usual... Thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode of Broadcast. I think, as usual, we always love these kind of episodes because they bring out so much. Uh, Raglan, how do you Believe feel you. about how do you feel about this episode? I always feel like I'm scarred after all the under devotion uh, episodes. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening under them, man? Yeah, and what do you think? What do you think like, about the? Uh, no, regardless, it's like regardless, it's like. You know, something new that you get to learn and, you know, more to understand towards the open. The permafrost, yeah, it's something new to me. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Broadcast. I believe Pranup fell asleep as uh, as he likes to do. But, <laughs> but thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Broadcast. Hope to see you in the next one. And goodbye. Bye.